1: Let me just take a drink to that. Yes, cheers to you. Um, So tonight, um, the message I want to bring to you on that vein is called busting intimacy issues. (laughs) Bust them out, bust them down, right? Um, And I feel like what God gave me um, for you all tonight is three truths that are going to help you enter into intimacy with God. Because like I said, once that relationship's right, then how we relate to each other, healthy intimacy to one another will be restored. And then I have one little amazing benefit that comes with that intimate relationship with God that I'll share at the end, okay? So starting off, really what I think, if you've been around reading the Bible much, you know that it's God's desire for you to be his intimate friend. You know this, right? But it's up for us to choose to step into this out of servanthood, engaging him like master into intimacy. Um, It says in James 4, 8, that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to you. So we have to go first. So it's not that God doesn't, like he's already made the way he wants it. He's made a way for it. The issue isn't the, his desire, it's our willingness to step into it, okay? So if we draw near to God, then he will draw near to us. Through Jesus, he made such a, he made it so that there's so much favor upon us in how we connect to God, that when we see, that he, made, he is the bridge, okay? And in John 15, 15, it says, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. So he doesn't call us a servant. He, he wants us to be knowing what's going on, not just in the doing, but in, in, in the planning process, Right? So we bust through our intimacy issues when we're anchored to this relationship with God. So I'm just setting this precedent first. So this is a key truth. You just really have to understand that with Jesus, it's, he made it so our connection with God is restored in a place of intimacy, not as a servant, but as an intimate friend, okay? Now, the next two truths, I wanna camp on a little bit more because God's really been speaking to me about these for the last few months, um, really since like the end of last year. So how do we break out of um, servanthood into living in this intimate relationship with God? The first thing is we have to recognize the difference between counterfeit and authentic intimacy. So you can think of counterfeit intimacy as that like servant to master relationship, right? So connection isn't only on a transactional level or is only on a transactional level when you're in counterfeit intimacy. Okay, so we need to know what counterfeit intimacy looks like so we really know how to step into the right thing, right? Okay, so it's not only transactional. I'm just, I'm I'm feeling so much of the presence. Let me come back. Okay, so let's talk about what servant, um, that servant master type of um, relationship or the counterfeit intimacy looks like, okay? Counterfeit intimacy is you're only wanting, you're only about the, the doing. What can I do for you or what can you do for me? Okay, so you're, you're on a surface level. It's about convenience of the interaction when it serves you, when it's good for you. It's finding validation in works and accomplishments alone. So, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And it's more about the surface than the heart. It's about how things look, not about how things really are. It's what other people can see, not the stuff that's been shoved under the rug and hidden away, right? Right? And it's also living in an atmosphere of comparison or criticism. And I think so many relationships operate in this because this is what our culture is about, how things look, the outside, Right. Right. right? And then when we step into authentic intimacy, it's validation that needs to only come from that intimate friend. Like I think about with with Alex, he prefers that I don't wear makeup, so I often don't. (laughs) Tonight I did, but. (laughs) So there's things that change when we have that intimate friendship, stuff that we just don't care about anymore because we're going for that audience of one. Right? There's pursuit of passions, of the friend, and a vulnerability of your own so you're pursuing what's interesting to them and you're willing to allow them to see beyond the mask and the facade into what you truly desire it's sharing in those common passions values and missions together and it's delighting in spending time together <clears throat> consistently no matter the cost like it, I think about, uh, you know, a dating couple or newlyweds, like they do some silly stuff just to see together, <laughs> right? <laughs> like staying up all night or, you know, like when, this is crazy stuff to, to make sure that you have more time together, right? Um, authentic intimacy is fighting for the friend's desires and knowing the same will be done for you. So their interests become your interests. And you will go to bat for that to happen for them. Right? How much does God do that for us? And it's consulting one another about the plans for the future. So I think this is interesting because we know to go to God about our plans for the future. But when you're in an intimate friendship, he'll actually do this with you. Think about like Moses. God was really upset with the Israelites and he was going to do some bad things to them. And Moses convinced them otherwise. (laughs) All right. And then authentic intimacy is knowing and and trusting each other very deeply, even with the deepest dreams and secrets. So this is what what I wanted to camp on because I think... It can be difficult sometimes when we read the word of God and we see the word no, like I, Adam knew Eve. We think of it on that surface level, like, you know, I know Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, So that's, that's where our mind goes initially when we see the word no, right? But the real, yes, is that. <laughs> the, the Hebrew word yada, that is where no in the Bible um, comes from, is that most deep and intimate relationship where Adam knew Eve and then they conceived. Real intimate. (laughs) All right. So we get stuck on this scholarly level of knowing, like knowing about somebody, knowing of them versus engaging the heart. So it says best, I think in Psalm 27, eight, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds. Lord, I am coming. My heart, my heart has heard you say, not my head, my heart, right? So we have to recognize that it's God's desire for us to be his intimate friends, recognize the difference between counterfeit and authentic intimacy. And then we have to recognize that intimate friendship is conditional. It is not automatic, <clears throat> and I think we think conditions are bad, but if you think about a marriage, conditions are actually very healthy. Like I have, when, when you go and you have, say your vows, like when I did that with Alex, I chose to have him and no other man. That's a good condition. <laughs> <laughs> Very good condition, right? (laughs) Another good condition is that it would be for life through the good, through the bad. Another good condition. These are things that bring health to the relationship. They bring security and they bring that confidence, right? So here are conditions. Condition number one, intimacy actually does not start with love, with God. It begins with the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this is something that you'll continue have to go yourself and unpack, but I'm, hopefully I will stir your interest in, in diving into this more in the Word because the fear of the Lord is brought up a lot in Scripture. So in Proverbs 1, 7, it says... The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Remember, like I said before, no intimacy. This is, you could say it another way. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of intimacy, yeah. right? So the fear of the Lord is like the starting line. If you don't have the fear of the Lord, you can't actually cross the starting line into that relationship with God. So we must start with this. And it says in Psalm 25, 14, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show him his covenant. So when we know someone, we know their deepest secrets, their deepest desires. It isn't just like the bad things that happen because God doesn't have the bad stuff that happened, right? <laughs> when we have the intimate relationship with God, the secret of the Lord is his deep desires, what he's really wanting to do now and in the future. So you can be a part of that. And it, just, it also says in New, the New Living Translation, the Lord is a friend of those who fear him. So it's just even used explicitly there in that translation, he's the friend, right? So to cross over into intimacy, you have to start at the starting line, which is the fear of the Lord. So what exactly is the fear of the Lord, (laughs) right? It's not the type of fear that the enemy likes to deal in with, where, you know, fear gets you to... You know, you can have a, a fear of man. You can have um, a fear of success. You can have a fear of public speaking. Like there's a lot of different types of fears out there, right? <laughs> a holy fear is, is a fear that binds us to our need of God. It, the fear of the Lord is fearing being apart from him. So it's what keeps us clinging to him instead. And the fear of the Lord makes you love what God loves and hate what he hates. So again, your, your heart's becoming more like his heart. There's an a reverence that comes with fear. That it, you don't take for granted God because of such familiarity. It's really easy when you're in an intimate relationship with someone, when you're with them a lot, to grow familiar. But to grow familiar is to diminish Versus to have on wonder is to raise up again to have that honor of them. And you see why this is at the starting line, right? It's putting God in his right place. And it's authentic humility. It's surrendering our need to know beforehand or I need to know the complete story at all. It's to be able to live in mystery. So it's trusting that you might not have full knowledge but you trust you'll know what you need to know when you need to know it, right? So that's condition number one. Intimacy doesn't start with love. It starts with the fear of the Lord, okay? But I wanna give you a little more clarity too on how you know if you have this because it says in Proverbs fourteen twenty seven, <clears throat> the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. It's one that, to turn away from the snares of death. So, you know you're in the fear of the Lord when there's a fountain, a continual flow of wisdom, of counsel, and peace, because you're with God. And the other part in this verse that helps you know if you're in the fear of the Lord is that there's also protection from the snares of the enemy. So, this is his traps that he sets out. The things that could be hidden. So, I, I find like, sometimes we, t- when you've been a Christian for a while, you can often hear it say like, people get really like proud in some ways. of like, the enemy's coming after me. Like I'm doing something good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like, uh, <laughs> right? So when you're, you're facing opposition, that, that comes up a lot. I've, I've fallen into that trap too. But the thing is, there's a protection from the Lord where that you actually live in a life of favor where God is protecting you from these snares and you never actually know how much the enemy has come at you because you're living in favor. Right? So there's protection. It just won't come upon you. So I think we should look to, it's not that everything goes perfectly, but your life looks different. There's this protection around you. And then another identifier of how you know that you have the fear of the Lord is that your Holy Spirit led into, like, the Holy Spirit is actually teaching you and helping you with growing in the fear of the Lord. You're allowing Him to guide you. It says in Isaiah 11, verse 2 through 3 The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon Him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge, or we could say intimacy, and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. So we can say this, make it a little more personally. I'll say it again, a little bit different. The spirit of the, the Lord shall rest upon you. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the, 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 of the fear of the Lord. Your delight is in the fear of the Lord. So you see, when, you've, when you're in the fear of the Lord, you know this because the Holy Spirit's leading you. He's helping you continue to have a hunger for pursuing what's on God's heart. Your desires actually shift from your own personal desires into to God's desires. There's this uh, a transformation that happens in you, right? And then the last thing, and there is more, but is unconditional obedience. You know you're in the fear of the Lord when you have unconditional obedience. Which leads me to my second condition. Which is you must be one the Lord can trust. And trust is built through our unconditional obedience. Which is a fruit of holy fear. So in John 15, 14 it says, you are my friends if... Condition, (laughs) right? It's a condition if you do whatever I command you. I know this is a a little bit of a, a heavier and deep topic today. But I think what God's doing right now is just simplifying the process of how to walk this life with him. We make it so complicated and the beauty of the truth of God is that he is simple and his simple truths cut through confusion, they cut through chaos. And I I wish I was more like my husband and had some of those witty banter comments that he makes <laughs> I'm preaching. <appreciate. laughs> and they'll do it for me right now too, so um, yes. But, but I think just As we go through this next part, don't see this as a burden. Just see this this invitation into greater. Okay. So Jesus said for us, we are supposed to be obedient to his commands. This isn't just what's written in the word, this is what he speaks to you directly, his spoken word or Rema word. So as God speaks, that is a tall order. I understand that. (laughs) But when we know what we're like, the reward behind it, there's so much more motivation to do it. Right? So uh, I've read a book earlier this year called The Awe of God by John Bevere. And he goes into uh, unpacking really what the fear of the Lord is much more deeply than I'm doing right now. But I think he defines obedience really well so we can understand what uh, true obedience looks like. He says that obedience has, about f- has five key components. It's to obey instantly. So the first time God asks something, that's hard. Again, Even when it came to uh, marrying Alex, <laughs> God, God spoke to me specifically through someone who is very prophetic, described Alex to a T and I said, no. thankfully there's grace (laughs) anyway it's obeying when it doesn't make sense so obedience doesn't have to make sense to you obedience when you don't see a benefit obedience even if it hurts it's to obey even if it hurts and it's obeying until completion I'll say those again. True obedience is obeying instantly. It's obeying when it doesn't make sense. It's obeying when you don't see a benefit. It's obeying even if it hurts. And it's obeying until completion. I think it's interesting. The, the number five means grace and grace is empowerment. So I think those five components, you've been in grace to actually walk out. okay and it's not doing it perfectly and I think children really represent things in their purest form and our four-year-old daughter Addie she we're working on obedience right now (laughs) 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 a lot but I've noticed something she will be very difficult to get to obey when it goes in direct conflict with what she wants but she will be very quick to obey when she knows there's a reward on the other side. Right? Isn't intimacy with God enough of a reward? Right? So I just want to stir that desire for you. I feel like tonight my job is just to stir a hunger for you, to cut away from all the the mess, the... Confusion, the emotional baggage that might be around this. And to see what you get access to more clearly. Which leads to the, the major benefit, I find, that comes with being an intimate friend with God. In, intimate friends are the best partners. So... When we step into intimacy with God, we actually get to be a partner with Him and see incredible things happen. Yeah. But we have a distinct advantage in just like, you know, a human partnership. He's also given us gifts the full, like, gifts of the Spirit to hear His voice, to operate in wisdom, to see miracles, signs, and wonders flow. And it says this in John 15, five, I'm the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. We're fruitful partners because we are intimately connected with God. We have to be in that intimate relationship for our fruit to be there. And I want to go back to John 15, 15 again. Because Jesus shows how, for all the things I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. He operates in direct partnership with God the Father, and we now also, because of Jesus, get to do that same thing. And the, the purpose of our partnership with God is all about connection, right? It's connection to him, but also connect helping connect other people to God and to, all, to each other as well. If you look at the gifts, all of them are actually designed to help strengthen connection. The gift of prophecy, hearing God's voice, what he has to say about right now and in the future, what he wants to do in you, a word of knowledge, again, connection, no, feeling known by God, word of wisdom, giving you strategy, Helping bring clarity to a situation. Gifts of healing, restoring what's broken. And there's so much more. So I I don't wanna just talk about this. I wanna be able to help us step into an experience of this tonight too. We're going to do a couple of things to really help you encounter God intimately tonight. But again, you actually have to, God's put the ball in your hands to now run with. So you get to choose to do that or not. So the first um, group of people I want to pray for are those of you that... you haven't even done the first step which is receive Jesus as your savior this is like the warm up fear of the lord is the starting line but this is the warm up so if as i was talking today you just felt this stirring and pulling and you've never given your life to god or you feel like there's just a massive disconnect like you're not even operating as a servant I want you right now just to raise your hand. Giving you a second, I know you're wrestling. I feel like there's this one key person. that you paved the way. Then the next person, and I think it's probably a group of people I wanted to pray for, are those of you that are wanting to renew your wonder in God, your awe. You recognize that you've, you've treated your relationship with God too familiarly. You've lost that delight in his presence. You've been caught up in doing. Your prayers with God are, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? do?" And if that's you, I want you to stand up. Repent each and every person who's standing. We repent together for treating you as lesser than the creator of the universe, as the author of time, as our Heavenly Father, as our protector. as our healer. God, realign us, realign us. I'm gonna have the the worship team come up. And for those of you who are standing, I want you to come forward. I felt like God put on my heart to have us to soak in this song. And There's just gonna be a a new delight that comes in your heart and how you partner with God because that wonder is restored. And I feel like God's word for you, for each of you who've come forward is that your wonder is going to ignite wonders that you're gonna see crazy things happen that are unexplainable because you're willing to step boldly into that fear of the Lord, to cross the starting line into greater intimacy. I feel like there's someone in here that, even as I was preaching and sharing, there there was someone in that you've been estranged with that might've even texted or reached out to you? If that's you, would you reach your hand? That's you? God's restoring that relationship. And I just sense that there's a lot of bitterness and resentment that's in your heart still. And God is God's using me to tell you that his hand is on this restoration, that they're reaching out. But now it's time for you to release the past. And that this is just a incredibly beautiful time of you restoring your intimacy with God. I see you, your relationship has kind of been a little of a roller coaster even with him. Is that true? Yeah. See a steadiness come in that if you would respond and not with harshness but just with real grace, full forgiveness, that you're going to see God do some beautiful things in your family with your children. And I just see fullness of health coming to you, too. thank you, God, for this. I bless your daughter. I thank you for the courage to release the past because of the goodness that we have in our intimacy with you, that we've been forgiven by you and that can, forgiveness can flow through us. So I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you. Bless her right now in Jesus' name. And I felt like God wants to Restore contentious marriages too. So if that's you, I just want you to lift your hands. God is the God of unity. Like today, what God's doing is He's knitting your heart to His heart. He's releasing you from any shame, any condemnation that you've had over yourself. That to be in an intimate relationship with our spouse, remember it's a three fold cord it's God, it's you, and your spouse. And today, God is strengthening you and him so that your bitterness, your resentment, your frustrations can melt away towards your husband and that knitting can then come together fully. The three can become one again. So God, I thank you for release. responsibility for our part. We release it over to you. And I thank you for a boldness and a courage to walk out the restoration path again, full obedience, doing it the first time, doing it even if it hurts. We trust you with the journey as well in Jesus name. And I felt like there was someone else who um, they've had, they have someone in their family that's in the hospital um, with a critical kidney issue. Is that anyone? Awesome. Teresa. I just feel like, that as we were, just as I I, I pray right now, I declare that the healing is happening, that as I declare it is is finished, that you're gonna call and you're gonna declare it over them. And then that miracle report is gonna happen you, Teresa, I I believe it's going to be just an increase of your boldness, of your trust and your intimacy with God as you take that step of faith out, that you've been questioning where God is a lot more recently, and he wants you to know he's with you, and he's actually gone before you, and it's not by your strength, so I thank you, God, for that, I just release Holy Spirit over you, Teresa, right now. your mother, right? Yeah. I thank you that your relationship with her, too. There's been strife and frustration there. as we we close out today, just encourage you, be like Joshua, linger a little longer. Unless you have kids, make sure you get them and then you can linger again. (laughs) But I think God's gonna show up and do some really big things right here and now. And I just wanna stir your expectation to see the wonder-working God work through you because you are His intimate friend. And He likes to show off to those He loves.
0: Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.